Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Honestly, I think so often what most of us need is just for someone else to go, you're okay, Mm. you're safe, you're going to be fine, keep going. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. And today's guest is incredibly 
amazing. But before I get to that, I want to remind you that I want to see you in one of the rooms at my book tour. I'm hoping that you are able to make it. I am heading to Chicago, Austin, Atlanta, and Nashville. So if you are in any of those cities or you know anyone in any of those cities, please let them know because we are about to have the most amazing time. You guys, it sold out last time in every single city. So make sure that if you want tickets, you are going to a tribe called bliss.com right now to go reserve your seat and meet some incredible women. I'm telling you, this could change your life. You could meet someone that you're going to do business with. You could meet a new best friend. You could meet someone who has some answers for you that maybe you've been waiting on or just some really beautiful, authentic connection. It's an evening with a talk, with a Q&A, and with pictures and connection. So it's going to be an incredible time. I'm telling you, it is so much fun. We pretty much spend the whole time connecting and laughing and just really talking about the different things that happen when we attempt to connect with other people and also reconnecting that connection with ourselves so that we can be the highest versions of ourselves. So back to the show. You guys, today's guest, literally, I am like, I'm geeking out because I love this woman so much. I had been following her for a while, watching her do her events, read her book. And I was like, oh my God, this is my homegirl. Like I'm obsessed with her. And then got to do this podcast. And I will tell you, this woman is so authentically real. Nothing changes wherever she shows up and just wants to give and has such a heart of a servant leader. And I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation because it's just, it's so incredibly authentic just to who she is and really where we are at in the true stories that we put ourselves through and all of the lies that we tell ourselves. So I know that this podcast, no matter what lie you're telling yourself, you're really going to be able to have the tools to rethink it and really tap back into your power. So if you haven't figured it out yet, my guest today is Rachel Hollis, and she is a number one New York Times bestselling author of Girl, Wash Your Face, which seriously, you guys, oh my God, it has already sold millions of copies and it just came out. That is like record setting. That does not happen. So this is absolutely incredible. And she is a TV personality, top motivational speaker, top podcast host, CCO of Hollis Company and mother... Okay. Mother of four. Yes. Mother of four. One, two, that's four children. Rachel was named by Inc. Magazine as one of top 30 entrepreneurs under 30. And she's deeply passionate about empowering women in business, which I know that you know that if you follow her. She's known as the Tony Robbins for women because of her motivational high energy style. And she has a unique ability to empower and embody a female audience. Uh, Motivational, inspirational, and always always approachable. Rachel's tell it like it is attitude is a refreshing approach that allows her to authentically connect with audiences everywhere. Her company, The Hollis Company, exists to arm people with tools to make positive and lasting change. And they can do this by creating media, products, inspiration, and community that challenges their audience to reach for a better version of themselves every day. So I cannot wait for you 
to just tune into this conversation with us because it's going to feel like you're right there with us. And let's get started. Rachel, this is such an exciting moment for me to have you on here. And we were just talking before the podcast that you probably hear it all the time. And I think it's actually one of the biggest compliments that, you know, I love getting and I love giving is when you truly feel like you know somebody. So I'm so thrilled to actually be like you're alive on the other end. Like you're speaking back <laughs> to me. Like, no, I'm used to speaking to you, but you normally yeah. don't like respond to me. So. Oh my gosh. That's such a sweet thing to say. Thank you so much. I'm so tickled to be here. Uh, so grateful. And you know, it's funny is I can say there's some people who come on my podcast that like when I ask girlfriends what they want to know, they like for you, they literally dropped everything. They're like, okay, I want to ask you this, 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 and this because it feels that way. So I think that what's happening is I'm just taking so many notes on uh, what authenticity looks like. And it's so beautiful because I really believe you're letting us write what it looks like for us. And that's just so freaking awesome. So thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, of course. So how are you? How have you been? First of all, I just want to know, how's it going in the middle of everything that you have going on right now. It, it is it is like the most blessing and the hardest thing I've ever tried to navigate. Like it's very interesting to navigate. I don't even know, like I don't even have the right words for it. Like an overabundance, like a blessing that is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I've certainly navigated hard times where from the outside, people could understand why it might be difficult for you to manage a season. But it's this really interesting space to be in because it's only good stuff, mm-hmm. but it's that comes with its own its own feelings of overwhelm. And it's not really something that you can say because then I feel like people are like, well, how dare you? Like <laughs> all this good stuff's happening. Why would that be scary? Or why would that stress you out? Or why? And I'm like, okay. So it's just, mm. I'm, I am super blessed. I'm also super tired mm-hmm. and I'm just learning to navigate it. I'm truthfully better than I was two months ago, mm-hmm. better than I was three months ago because, um, you know, the book came out and probably like you, like I've been working at this for a long time. Mm. Uh, and the book came out and it did well. It did better than anything I'd ever had, but it didn't, it didn't go crazy. And so we're just sort of plotting along, you know, doing our thing. And then it exploded and it really was hard. It was hard. And I hate to say that because I feel like if I heard someone say that, I'd maybe want to punch them in the face. Like, oh, how dare you? But I just felt like all of a sudden, the number of people... I I know you do this too, but like, I'm responding to the DMs. I'm responding to the emails. I'm trying to show up for my community. And all of a sudden, that number doubled and the need is still there. And it it was just Mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, so, So navigating that season, I found myself... Because it was stressing me out, I was slipping back into behaviors that I had worked so hard to get out of. So anxiety or drinking too much or eating food that didn't make me feel good or not working out like I should. And now I'm carrying the added like guilt of, holy crap, now I'm not living as the person <laughs> so I'm living at yes. because I'm, like, I'm, I'm sort of like backtracking to old 
old bad habits. And so there's just all this stuff. And it really took for me, it was a lot of, it was a lot of prayer and a lot of time and gratitude and a lot of like the stuff that helped me get past anxiety the first time. And honestly, the biggest difference maker for me was, and this to me is totally God, because I was just like, please, Lord, please. Like I need to talk to someone about this and I don't know who to talk about it to. And I had a handful of people in the personal development space, like mutual friends that we both have that I didn't know who reached out to me, Ed and Lewis and Brendan and uh, Mel Robbins. There's all these people who are like, Hey sis, we see you. We've been there. Mm. Let, let us know if you need to talk about that. So it just was really cool. And that helped. Honestly, I think so often what most of us need is just for someone else to go, you're okay. Mm. You're safe. You're going to be fine. Keep going. So that's oh how I am. I love that. And I love that you're sharing that because I think it's so important for people to see that because it doesn't matter if it's at your level or whatever level is next for them. Those same feelings all come. They just get a little bit... They can get a little bigger with the next levels. But I also think for who you're talking to, they all want to go somewhere big like that. And I think it's important to see... well what ended up happening with you and how did you get through it? And I love that you just shared. I, I think what happens as we start to transcend more and we get to the next levels is it's not that we necessarily even like become super strong. It's that we we learn how to support ourselves more. Mm-hmm. And like That's you so said, good. like, oh my God, you had these people to reach out to because kind of... So I had the same thing happened, but not at the level that you were at, but just I found myself like every single night I was trying to respond to DMs. I'm like, what would make this easier? Because this feels like a lot right now. So I was like popping cans of champagne. Yes, I said cans. Of yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. For me, the biggest... I think I've said this a few times lately, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but the biggest thing for me... So I am totally self-taught. Everything that I know from like how to deal with anxiety to how to run a business, I learned on Google and YouTube and podcasts. Like I am a sponge. So when I get in a season or a situation where I don't know what to do, the way that I always deal with my insecurity is through knowledge. Like to me, knowledge is the is the thing to battle back against insecurity. So I'm feeling insecure. So I'm like, I'm going to consume everything. And I was listening to Ed's... Ed Milet, we both love. I was listening mm-hmm. to Ed's podcast. And he was interviewing Juliana Huff and her mm-hmm. husband. And there was just this little nugget. I was packing for a trip. I wasn't really like paying attention, but there was this little nugget. And Ed said that he he coaches a lot of people in sports and he says for sports stars, there's a moment where their success surpasses the vision that they had for their life. Mm -hmm. And they will unintentionally start to self-sabotage to bring themselves back down to a level that they're comfortable with. And I was like, that's what I'm doing. Oh my God. Right? Like I was like, I literally was standing in my closet packing for a trip and I was like, holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, and, and it was the simplest answer. He was like, dream a bigger dream. Mm. That's what you need to do. You need to dream a bigger dream mm. because you've surpassed your vision. So if you don't get a new vision, if you don't get something bigger to look at, then of course this feels overwhelming. Mm. But if you have a bigger vision for your life, then you can look at this season and go, oh, well, this is just the step. Yeah, this is a stepping stone to there. So I'm fine. 
So anyway, that was a huge understanding for me. Oh, I love that so much. So, and I love that you're sharing about anxiety because I'm finding this is such a massive topic for... It's a huge topic for me. It was one of the reasons I even started doing what I was doing is because I was like, I... I'm going to end up in a padded room if I don't start facing my stuff. And I had yeah. heard you recently talk about, you were like, you know, you weren't sure if if medication was the way you were going to go or what you were going to do. And I, I feel the same way about it. And I ended up doing it for like a year and mm-hmm. it turning out even worse than where I was at than before I did it. So for me, and this is, it's all personal, you know, for each individual case. But for me, what happened is it took me down even further. And I was like, oh my God, I have to confront it. Like, and then I had to learn how. So it's really in those moments of the anxiety of the fear, that's when we find the tools. And that's what I love that you teach. It's just a lot of the stuff that you talk about is because you had to save yourself. Totally. Yeah. Getting past anxiety for me was a, a like, it wasn't a quick journey and it's yeah. still bubbling up. Mm. And I think that that's so often people are looking for a quick fix. Mm-hmm. They're looking for like, what can I do? How can I? And I just, I want to be super clear about this. Like if you need the medicine, mm-hmm. take the medicine. Yeah. Like I had an older brother who was schizophrenic He's mm-hmm. not with us because he didn't take the medicine. Yeah. So I'm a huge proponent of if you need it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. But if if that for you isn't the answer and it's not the answer for a lot of people, then the only way that you're going to get past the state of suffering is to confront it. Mm-hmm. And confronting it for me looks like a lot of therapy, which sucked. Like I didn't like therapy. I didn't want to do therapy, but it helped because mm-hmm. it gave me the tools. Remember, I like I confront insecurity with knowledge. So it gave me some knowledge on how to battle that. And then I had to actively pursue, okay, what is a trigger for me? Mm. Does it get worse if I have too much caffeine? Yes. Mm. Does it get worse if I'm not getting enough sleep? Yes. Does it get worse if I'm around certain people? Yes. Does it get worse? Like a massive thing for me is if I'm not working out every day, mm. my anxiety will be back in a week. Like that is such an yes. important for me. So I had to figure out what were those things that were really making it worse. And that meant I had to give up some stuff that I really liked, uh, maybe some friends or maybe mm. some, uh, you know, my afternoon, you know, three shots of espresso or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I had to give up like so often, I think a lot of my anxiety, and I think this manifests for women often, is anxiety takes root in feeling like you're going to disappoint people or feeling like you're going to make people mad or feeling like you're not able to live your life as you truly are. Mm. And so much anxiety for me was wrapped in trying to please everybody but myself. Mm. Trying to like make sure that life looked picture perfect. And, you know, I had dinner on the table for my family and I was crushing it at work. And, you know, I was throwing the toddler birthday party with the perfect coordination and my hair was blown out. Just like all of these things. And I had to really get down to the essence of what are my values? What do I really care about? How do I want to show up as a as a mom and a partner and a boss uh, and a teacher? And everything else has to... We have to let go of it. Mm. Because if I try and live my life to please you or my mother-in-law or you know my husband, that's where my anxiety starts to bubble up is because I can't possibly... I can't possibly get it right every time in everyone else's opinion. And when I try, 
that's when everything sort of gets out of control. And I think that's why anxiety is creeping up again when everything exploded with the book is suddenly there's more people looking at you Mm. and being demanding of you and telling you that you're not doing it in the right way. And so I just keep having to go back to, okay, what are the things that keep me healthy? What matters to us as a family, to me and my husband, to me and my children and everything else has to fall away. Mm. It's so great. It's just so freeing to hear that because no matter what, no matter where you're at or what level you're getting to, it's so we go back to the basics. Like it really boils down to stripping all of it away to Mm -hmm. getting to the core of who are you? How do you deal with this? How how would you have dealt with this? What makes you happy? What makes you feel good? What's most important? Um, Because it's really seeing that even though it's so great and it's your dream comes comes true that what how do we say that in the midwest i don't know <laughs> yeah totally hey, there yeah, yeah, <laughs> dreams yeah. are coming true totally <laughs> that it's really just so essential to have those roots so this is going to this is bringing me back to just like kind of going back to where you came from and how you grew up and and maybe having you know anxiety as a root and also first i want to ask you the timing of your life if what is happening right now would have happened even 3 years ago do you think that you would have been ready for it no oh gosh no no way which is so funny because i think you know if you're a dreamer like me and i assume you're a dreamer too yes. we have all these <laughs> visions and plans and goals and i'm going to do this by you know 2020 mm-hmm. and you all these things and the older i get and i used to hear people say this like oprah would say this or Brene Brown, like people would be so wise. I'd be like, you don't know. (laughs) I'm ready now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready right now. But I really do think like it all happens just when it's supposed Mm. to. Because I don't think there's any way that... I I don't think I would have handled it well. I don't think that I would have been the person that I want to be. I think if, if this kind of success... You know, Girl, Wash Your Face is my sixth book. Yes. Nobody cared about the five books before this. This is my sixth <laughs> book, just so we're clear. Are you and like, I, if you like this book, go read the other five I, now. I know. <laughs> like, here's the thing. But the thing is, I think it would have given me maybe a false sense of self or a mm. false sense of my abilities. I don't think I would be as humble about it. I think... You know, when I was younger, I I remember like when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an actress. That was like my goal. And I was like, I'm going to be famous. Now, part of that comes from I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm an achiever. And a lot of my childhood stuff is like, I'm going to show you. Uh-huh. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove you that you were wrong. And all the kids are mean to me in high school, like that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that if, if any of this had happened, you know, a, a few years ago, I just don't think it would have... I don't think I would be the kind of person that I would want to be. I think I would have thought I was oh so special or... I don't know. I am really grateful for it happening in this season. And I'm frankly really grateful. This is going to sound very weird, but I'm grateful that it felt overwhelming to me instead of that I felt like I deserved it. Mm. I'm grateful that it kind of freaked me out. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I am still processing this. I'm happy that I had to ask for help. I'm happy that I had to like get it right because I think that if this kind of success happens to you and you're like, oh yeah, I knew it. I'm like, what a douchebag. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. Oh, I, I think that with the kind of work that you and I do and the kind of way that we want to show up for our community and the way that we want to 
teach people and help people, that has to come from a servant's heart and that has to come from a place of humility. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to be humble about that because the second that you start to think that you're so great, I think that's when we see people in the personal development space that you're like, man, I used to really admire you. And now, now it feels icky and now it feels weird. And now you feel very full of yourself. You can tell Mm -hmm. when someone like their heart's in it and man, my heart's in it every day. I'm praying every day. I'm like, am I getting this right? Am I, am I teaching the right things? Did that resonate or... Oh, I said that. Maybe that came off a little too strong. And I think that if I had this kind of success and I wasn't in this space, that I I couldn't be the teacher I want to be because I would assume that everything I thought was right. Does that make Mm. sense? Oh my gosh, completely. And I, you know, I've been thinking I've been thinking about you because I knew this interview was coming up and I'm just kind of learning more and more about you. And I I just I was like, wow, if I was in her shoes, this would actually feel like such uh, you feel responsible before right but it's a massive it feels like a massive responsibility so your heart totally. does have to be in that servant place or i could see very easily wanting to um go you know live on a private island and never come back yes totally <laughs> i mean that was one of the things honestly when we first became i'm just going to chat with you like a girlfriend everyone can listen cuz i know we know a lot of the same people but when we first started when I first started talking to Brendan, mm-hmm. honestly, that was my, that was like my instinct was, uh, you know, I'm going out everywhere, I go out everywhere, the grocery store, school drop off, people are asking for selfies or they want to tell me their hearts. It's like, this is such beautiful work and I'm so grateful for it. But my six year olds literally having a fit at, the HEB, which is a local grocery store, because he can't get graham crackers and someone's coming up and asking me for a selfie, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so my gut instinct is like, and we live on an eight acre ranch in Texas Hill Country. We are, we are not in a and I'm like, we gotta be more remote, Dave. We gotta, <laughs> gotta and he's like, Rachel, if we get any more remote, we're going to live on an island. You're being crazy. <laughs> And Brendan was so great in that season because he's like, Rachel, this is why celebrities, like actual celebrities, like actors and singers and whatever, this is why someone's super normal. And then five years later, they've like gone crazy. Mm -hmm. This is why people are like, man, what happened to that person? It's because they got overwhelmed by the process. So they removed themselves from interacting with people. And now they've lost that connection that they needed to do their work. They've lost their humanity because they don't want to interact with humans. Oh my God. Right? So he's like, that's every level. (laughs) Right? So he's like, this is the journey that you have to be willing to take in order to teach people. Mm. You have to be willing to interact with people. You can't just sort of spout wisdom from afar. You've got to be in it with them. Uh. So obviously you have to have boundaries and all of that. But that is what I'm learning in this season is how do I do this? How do I do this well in a way that feels like I still get to show up how I would love to show up for the community, but also that doesn't feel like, hey, when I'm with my kids, 
probably not the best time to ask for a selfie because my son's 11 and he doesn't want to wait while we take a picture. Like he embarrassed him. So yeah. So that's what, that's what we're learning to deal with now. Oh my God. Okay. So that was really powerful for me because you, so you're talking about macro level, but like that boils down. I mean, you're so thanks for experiencing that on the macro level. Yeah. yeah um, but micro it's, you said the same thing. We do the exact same thing. So when we are overwhelmed, it doesn't matter with what it is we isolate and we kind of just disappear. And we're like, I can't, I don't Mm -hmm. think I can do this. And those are, you know, you talk a lot about this um, too. I actually love, this is one of my, that's one of my favorite sayings is that things are happening for you. Yeah. And it's at what point in your life, because you're faced with that decision every day, right? If you want to run or if you're going to confront it, run or confront it. And that's kind of, I think that's, I think that's what it all boils down to every day is somebody looking at a situation and saying, do I want to run or am I going to confront this? And that's so much, it's the work that you do. So what do you tell somebody no matter what you're looking at in the middle of that? Or what's what's the voice in your head, the conversation with you and you of when you don't want to confront it? One of my favorite things that I've ever learned, I've learned so many things. Have you ever been to a Tony Robbins conference? Oh yeah, like three times. Okay, (laughs) We'll speak Tony. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite things that I, I think was at UPW was he would always, he kept saying, what's the story you're telling yourself right? Like, and, and yes, limiting beliefs and that's a whole thing. But just that question, what story are you telling? Mm-hmm. What meaning are you giving to this scenario that you've decided this means this? Like for instance, if I'm already overwhelmed and I go out and I took my son to breakfast and women come over to our table and ask us for pictures and it feels very overwhelming because I was trying to have like just a sweet breakfast with my son by ourselves... The story that I was beginning to tell myself in my head was, and this sounds very dramatic, but I would be like, I'm not safe. I can't go anywhere. I can't leave the house. The the one for me that I was really feeling in that season most was everybody wants something for me. Everybody wants it. I feel like I'm depleted and I have nothing left to get. And it's this whole crazy, you go to this crazy place because of past experiences or whatever, or the meaning that you're attaching Mm. to this one moment. Mm. And so I ask myself that question all the time. What story are you telling yourself? I do this in... in, uh, My husband and I do this all the time. We've both uh, been to UPW together. But I'll be like, well... What story are you telling yourself right now? Because all I said was that I didn't have time, you know, to go grab coffee with you, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. Like what story are you telling yourself? So that that is a big one for me of you know, we we attach so much to like one five minute thing. Like Mm. in five minutes, you've decided that life is hard, this day is ruined, you can't so constantly trying to step back and I think I think they're one of the great gifts in doing this work. And if you're the kind of person, and I believe that you are, if you're the kind of person who takes it seriously that you are teaching people something mm-hmm. and that you would never want to teach them something you're not practicing in real life, mm. that works as this great gift for me. It's a great motivator for me because I'm like, man, I told them you got to work out every day. So this... <laughs> better put those tennis shoes on. Like I told them to drink the water. I told them to do... So for me, it's like, what are the habits that are going to keep you healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that? And then constantly asking myself, 
is this really what's happening? Or is this just a story that you're telling yourself? Mm, so good. And all I can think about is all those all those stories that you're carrying, they all they all have weight. So each one, I just picture like you pick up the rope to this wagon that has like bricks in it and you're picking up another one. And so it's so good. You had me like just picturing when you release each one, it's just the moment. Like you're just there yeah. in the moment with maybe yeah. one or two people who are asking you for a picture or need something in your life. You know, I'm just relating it to all all of the things we tell stories about. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. it gets so heavy by the end of our stories that are in our brain. We're like, we can't, I can't even yeah. move. Like I feel <laughs> debilitated. Like I cannot take another step. And also I have to laugh because Chris and I do a lot of our self-development work together and like conscious couple fighting. Do you ever like, sometimes you're like, don't even tell me this is a story right <laughs> Now. <laughs> Don't you tell me this is a limiting belief. This is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. so it stays the same. You just use like different words. If people Absolutely. heard if they heard on the outside, they'd be like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to fight. So okay, so take me back just to you growing up and what were some of the stories that you told yourself uh growing up? So the biggest uh hardest thing that I had to overcome, which of course I didn't understand it at Mm -hmm. the time was I was the fourth child of a minister, Mm -hmm. a Pentecostal minister to be specific. And so from the outside, everything looks perfect, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a lot of ministers' families and you have to be perfect and you have to keep up a certain level. And from the inside, that was not the case. Uh, My dad had and still has a really, a really horrible temper, Mm. like, you know, punching holes in the wall, throwing the TV out the window, a lot of, uh, verbal abuse, not physical abuse, but verbal and emotionally Mm. abusive and loved my dad, still love my dad. And sort of that dichotomy of someone growing up in a space where someone you really live in fear and you are experiencing trauma, but it's also from someone that you love so much. And how do you navigate that? And so in our family, I was a baby of four. My parents' marriage was horrendous my whole life. And so honestly, by the time it got to me, they just, they didn't have time. They didn't have energy. I really really raised myself. And and they would tell you the same thing. Uh, I really raised myself and how my childhood went was I was largely ignored unless I did something good. So if I got a part in the play, if I got if I scored a goal in the soccer game, if I got an A on the test, I got attention because there was value to them in being an achiever. But the second that that moment was over, I stopped getting notice. And to a little kid, notice and attention equals love. Mm. So I learned at an early age, well, I've got to just keep performing. I've got to keep going as hard as I can in order to have their love. And how that manifests for me then as an adult is I was a workaholic. I, mm. I, it's never enough. The second I've achieved something, it's on to the next thing. I don't celebrate anything. Mm. And that... Uh, this sounds kind of crazy, but that served me really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's kind of a hard thing for achievers is that it's hard to let go of those that negative behavior, even though you're sort of abusing yourself mm-hmm. because it it gets you results. Yeah. So where where it really came to a head for me and where the anxiety really started to get out of control was 
I was building this company. I owned an event planning company. I started blogging as a way to promote the event company. And I started to make traction with the blog and started to make enough in that space that I could stop doing events and focus on this full time. And I was making good money at a staff of five. And this is like before influencer was a thing. We're talking mm-hmm. like 2008, 2009. It's mm-hmm. a long time ago. So we're making good money. But if you asked me, if I went to a party with Dave or um, if, if someone asked in the family, I'd be like, oh, it's just, I'm just a little blogger. I, it's nothing. Mm. And I didn't recognize this until years later that in our family, um, you know that thing at UPW where Tony's like, which parent did you crave love from most? Yes. Do you get that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so if, you, if you're listening and you've never seen it and you should go watch I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix or go to one of his conferences, but he says this thing like, which parent did you crave love from most? Mm. And for me, it was my dad. Mm. And he says, who did you have to be to get their love? And I know this already, right? I've done all the therapy. I'm like, I had to achieve. Mm. And then he says, it's the simplest question. He's like, and who else did you have to be? Mm. And I'm sitting at UPW and it just pops out of my mouth. And I've like never, I've never said these words even to myself before. It's like, who'd you have to be an achiever? Who else did you have to be? And I said, small. Uh, because and for my dad, children should be seen and not heard. When he wanted to pay attention to you, he wanted you to be smart and pretty. And and the second, the second that he was done with you, you needed to shut up. Mm. So now fast forward, and I find myself thirty years old, have these kids, living a life from the outside, just like how I grew up, living outside mm. life from the outside that's perfect, trying to make my mother in law happy, trying to make my husband happy, and my heart was. I want to be a writer. My heart was, I loved owning a business. Mm-hmm. I loved being an entrepreneur. I, I, I like so exciting a puzzle to figure out, but I was, I was being big, achieving all these things, but making it very small. So it didn't make anybody else uncomfortable. And that was a huge learning for me. And I think we all do this, right? We like can identify, Oh, that's that thing in my childhood that's still bubbling up 20 years later. But that was a huge thing for me was like, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. And not only that, I don't want to teach this to my kids. Mm. I don't want to teach them that they should chase big dreams and be ashamed of their desire to chase big dreams. Mm. I don't want to teach my daughter that she should be all the things for all the people and nothing for herself. I don't, I don't want to show the next generation. And I don't want to go through the rest of my life mm-hmm. with all of these dreams and goals and desires on my heart that I'm afraid to speak out loud because I'm afraid I'll be judged for them. Mm-hmm. I would rather just, man, my dreams freak me out. So they're for sure going to freak mm-hmm. you guys out. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather just like own them and say them because at least then I'm living truthfully into myself instead of trying to please you. Because here's the deal. You are never, Mm. ever going to be able to make everybody happy. Mm. You're never going to make your mother-in-law fully happy. You'll never make your partner fully. It's not a thing. But trying will slowly eat you alive. Mm -hmm. So I would rather try and live life as myself, even if it means that I'm failing constantly. And even if that means that people are judging me for it, then live a life to please you and like be drowning in anxiety. Oh, I'm just like, let's put it on repeat. Let's put some music in the background of that and let's play it again. <laughs> We're just going to turn it all into a soundtrack. Okay, great. And it's, and that's, I mean, I think we could stop here. <laughs> like we could at the end of the day, because that's, 
that's it. It's the gap between who you know you are and the story that is stopping you. It, mm-hmm. Whether it was from... That was a huge moment for me too at Tony Robbins. Actually, I wrote yeah. about it in my book because it was such a... like. Argh! Yeah. <laughs> I was Who like, did you have to be? Mine was for my mom and it was perfect, humble, and quiet. Mm, isn't it funny? That, oh. That's really similar for both of us and the jobs that we do. Isn't oh that my funny? God. I came from a, we share, we I went, I'm telling you, we share so much in common. I was like, this is scaring me, but I love yeah. it. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, which is also, it reminds me, you know, especially as you talk to more women, because you talk to so many women, we sh- all share so much of the same story. Totally. And oh my God, is it freeing when you mm-hmm. meet other women who have that story, but they're going and doing, you know, what they know they're supposed to do anyway. Yeah. So yeah. That's, you are such a glorious voice right now because oh, thank you. you are a voice within our voices that feels like ours, but is mm-hmm. able to like, you're just like, I'm, I'm through the other side of caring. You know, I know mm. that you still yeah. care about humans. Yeah. Yeah. But you've had to let go of caring what people think in order to truly step Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is, yeah. that's the place. And it's not that I'm sure you ever stop caring, but what do you do when you get those moments of, oh my God, did I say too much or am I saying the wrong thing? Because it's so easy to edit ourselves, but in the editing is where we lose it. Yeah. So, because we well, know what so, can happen if we don't sometimes. Yeah. So, so, so for me, the you know the 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 quote that everyone loved from Girl Wash Your Face uh, and everyone gives me credit for which I find hilarious because I say in the book my therapist told me this this is not my quote but she said someone else's opinion of you is none of your business mm. do they like you do they dislike you it doesn't matter it's none of your business and it was like well but my mother in law she's like none of your business I'm like, but my husband she's like none of your business. Isn't because that a salt and pepper song? Yeah. None of your like, business. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like most of the time, nobody's thinking about you. Mm, you sure. are making up stories in your head that your your in-laws are over there hating on you. They're not. Mm. It's in your head most of the time. So it's better to just proceed as if like, I need to be so full of love mm. that I don't need to try and earn your love by the way I live my life. Like I need to have so much love for you that I don't need your love. So the thing that I have taught myself over the last few years, because I think it's very easy to say like, oh, someone else, they don't matter. Opinions don't matter. But like that is so much easier said than done. That is literally a lifetime probably of you being taught, especially if you're a woman, to be a certain way. Mm. Little girls are raised to care about other people's opinions. Mm. I, I wish that that wasn't the case. And I, I hope that things are changing and shifting. And maybe some of you listening, that's not your story. But 98% of the women I know were taught that they needed to please their parents, mm. their siblings, their partner, their family, all of it, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I've attacked other people's opinions of me in one area of my life at a time. So I think if you make a sweeping, like, oh, I'm not going to care anymore. Well, I hope that works for you. It didn't work for me. But what it what started for me, the first thing that I decided I'm going to let go of this mm. is I stopped caring what other people thought of me for having goals for my life. Mm. Because that was the huge thing was 
I didn't want to just have a little side hustle. I didn't want to have, I wanted to build a media company. Mm. And I don't know a lot of, you know, moms of four with a high school diploma that are going around like, I started out as a food blogger Mm. and I wanted to build a media company. I wanted to have live events. I wanted to write books. I want to do all these things. And when you say that to people, they're like, what? (laughs) Um, So the first thing that I let go of other people's opinions was, I was able to talk myself through like, man, these are, these are goals you have for yourself. Mm-hmm. They're not hurting anybody, not hurting your kids. They're not hurting your marriage. Like then, then someone else doesn't get a say here. These are my dreams. These are my goals and you don't get an opinion. And I started with that place and there are still areas of my life. Let me be honest. There are still areas of my life where I have to catch myself constantly not getting my feelings hurt. Cause you know how it is. Like people on the internet are mean. <laughs> Yeah, And the second that you start to get attention or clout or anything, it's like people want to attack that. And when you already feel tired oh. and when you already feel like you're like giving everything and then someone's beating you up over everything from how your hair looks <laughs> to like the outfit you're wearing mm. to like the thing that people are attacking me a ton for right now is what kind of Christian I am. Mm. Like I get so much, so much flack because I am a Christian, but I'm not conservative. Mm -hmm. And people who are conservative are like, I mean, I had a picture um, a few weeks ago on Instagram where I was drinking wine on my patio, Mm. which is nothing new. Like if you hung out with me for a while, (laughs) you know, mama, I have four kids. I'm going to have some wine. I'm going to have some vodka occasionally. That is how we get through our lives. I'm going to put vodka in the wine. Just Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but vodka. people are like, I can't believe what kind of woman of God drink. Mm. I'm like, what? Mm. So things like that, because they're new for me, that, that really hurt. It still hurts my feelings because I'm like, oh man, I'm just trying to do my best. Mm-hmm. But but don't you worry like every day every week every year i'm going to become stronger in who i am at my core and mm. as you grow stronger in who you are at your core you will care less and less about what other people think of that mm. so i'm i still don't have it in every area but for me the thing that's been effective is to go every like first it's going to start with goals and then i started with being attacked as a mom because that's mm-hmm. the thing people love to chew you apart about on social media. So I just went like, okay, what's hurting my heart most this season? That's where we're going to focus. And we're going to do the work and we're going to spend the time to get past it. And right now, the thing is, I'm being attacked most on my faith. That's what's hurting my heart most in this season. And that's the work that I need to do of... I have got to be able to show up as myself or I can't do this work. And I would rather, I would rather, and this, this is for anybody, anybody who's any kind of influencer in any space, mm-hmm. you've got to show up as yourself because I could sell twice as many books if I didn't say anything that upset people, if I wore the right clothes, if I only posted the pretty pictures with all the me, like I could sell more, I could make more money, I could have more fans, but to what end? Like, because mm-hmm. chances are at some point, you're going to see, I'm going to show up as myself. You're going to come to a live event and I'm going to accidentally cuss. You're going to come up, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to walk out to Kendrick. Like, I'm going to do something that steps outside of this, like, fake 
idea that you had of me. And then you're disappointed because you're like, man, it's like you said at the beginning, like, I feel like I know you. My goal is that if anybody who follows me or reads my books or listens to podcasts, if you meet me in real life, you're like, oh, you are the exact same person. Yes. There is no, like, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same because to show up as someone else just to, just to make other people happy, just to sell more of your thing or get more followers or make sure that your mother-in-law likes you, that is a slow death. Mm. That is like... That is you losing everything that made you special in the first place. Mm. Man, that was so good. You know, those moments that you just feel like are for you, like that was so for me. Um, And I know everybody else listening too. And I'll expand, but Andy Frisella had a quote on one of his podcasts the other day. He said, sooner or later, you're going to get caught being yourself. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. That's so good. I know. I was like, oh God. I literally was like, yeah, because my, so my job right now, and I think it's everybody's job who's in any of any career path like this is like really looking at where I'm not being authentic and how can I show up like that in my day-to-day life? Yeah, that's good. It's like, um, and I I think that you're really going to be able to relate, but I came from a really restrictive religion, uh, religious background. So I was raised Jehovah's Witness where it was like, no swearing, don't celebrate holidays, don't look this way, don't do that. Like you're here for preaching. Like this is so for, mm-hmm. uh, I still find myself, like sometimes I'll be like, okay, well, I swore in my head when I was thinking this or when I was like getting this point across, why am I like not showing that to anybody? Yeah, so even totally. I know that sounds like a weird thing, but it's kind of like with the wine, you're like, that's okay, I know that's... wine is a representation, but so yeah. swearing is a representation for me right now. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, and the crazy thing is, is that like, you know when you're going to do something or say something that's going to be a little bit more controversial. Yeah. You know, because you know your audience. What trips me out is that is when people get angry about things I didn't realize would upset them. Oh. If I was at a bachelorette party, I'm making up something, and I'm doing shots, I don't know, <laughs> and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm doing shots, and I'm being crazy on Instagram stories, which, P.S., does not happen. What if it <laughs> That I know people might get upset about. Right. Me sitting on the back patio with my husband while the kids play in the yard, having a glass of wine, that didn't even occur to me. Mm. But somehow, and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with me having a glass of wine on my back patio. But suddenly I start processing it as I've done something wrong. I am wrong. I've let them down. Mm. Like I've somehow let down these strangers that I didn't even know. So... It is so... I I fully understand what you're saying. This idea that it's like you need... It's different. It's different for women in this Mm. space because there's about four of us, number one. Mm. And we can't be like the guys. Like Mm. you can't be like... Gary V. You can't like, we wouldn't have, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. We couldn't do it in the same way. I even trip out. I know this is not really a podcast. This is just like us chatting. (laughs) I trip out of how like, as women, we're not supposed to talk about money. Mm. We're not supposed to talk about business. Like I, I, I posted something a couple weeks ago. It was the first time that I had talked about financial success. Mm. So I, for five, six years didn't take a salary. Mm. Every penny, I mean, every penny, every book advance, every penny that I made, speaking, all of it went back into my business because I was trying to grow and scale and I needed that to pay for the team. Mm. And it is only, dude, 
listen, it is only in the last nine months that I started to make to bring home a salary. Mm. Now, the incredible thing is six years of no salary. Now in the last nine months, yay, we're making a lot of money. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord. But I, I had that moment the other day where I was like, women don't talk about this. Mm. I have never, never seen a woman in business talk about what it is to have gotten to a, a financial place, to have worked really hard, to be able to buy the nice car, to be able to have the boots, to be able to put mm. your kids in private school, whatever it is. We're all hustling. We're all working. We're not showing pictures of our car or our private jet or like the things that all these entrepreneurial guys are doing. Mm. Women don't... I, if it's out there, I'm not seeing it. Because mm-hmm. it's like, good girls aren't supposed to talk about money. Mm-hmm. But again, that feels like making ourselves small. Mm. Because I know you're building a business, sis. Like, so am I. Like, mm-hmm. we're doing... We're working hard. We have servants' hearts. But like, this is a business we need to be able to pay our rent and support our families mm-hmm. and, and support our staff. But I don't see women talking about that. Mm. So I, I find that really, really interesting too. Of It's like you have to show up a certain way. You're allowed, but only this far. You're allowed, but only if you're like this. You're, you know, it's, a, it's just an mm-hmm. interesting space that we're in, how mm-hmm. few of us there are, how it honestly, like I make what I make speaking now because a man in the speaking space when all of this started happening, I was like, how much are you charging people? And I told him the rate. And he was like, no, mm. never again. Don't you dare. Because uh, who's going to tell me that? Right, like, you don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's super competitive. And so nobody talks about it. And I had no idea. And from one event to the next, it's like literally quadruple. Like mm. that's how much the difference is. Mm-hmm. And nobody batted an eyelash because they're like, oh yeah, that's what the dudes are charging. So yeah. why would it? So anyway, I just think that's a really, I don't have a great answer for it. Sometimes mm. when you and I get wine, let's talk about this. Mm. Um, but I do think, what does that look like for listeners in their own space with their own careers to be working so hard to achieve something, but not be able to own it? Oh, like, this is a whole this is a this is a part two because <laughs> yeah, this is a huge two. passion like subject for me actually like, huge passion subject because first of all my husband literally like went so polarizing with his podcast name it's called For the Love of Money because he helped give me permission yeah. about like went so opposite especially with the religious background I have I'm like totally. the of all evil yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> and you named it that yeah, like, yeah. Ah. so it's it but it's interesting because I we have to get right with money we have to almost we have to love it because of how supportive it is yes and yeah. it's like we, we look at women and it's like oh she's supposed to have this stuff, but she's not supposed to want the stuff. Yeah. It's like like all of a sudden it just shows up in her closet or something happens. No, she had to think about it, get super intentional, know what that means to her, let it be okay that it means something to her. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's important too is like it goes back to the social media thing that you were saying about just judging other women and women and putting a black and white like this is right and this is wrong. And I talk about this a lot at events and I want to know how you feel because 
I know that we all want to stand for something. And sometimes it's like, you know, we, we also can get our significance off standing for something, but it's about standing for something, not against someone. Ooh, good. I just feel like that's taking so much energy out of women rising. So, Mm -hmm. because what happens is we're rising, but we're kind of tearing each other down and it's, it's wasting so much time and energy where if we're like, Hey, she wants to do it in full on Gucci on a yacht and talk about it. Great. Okay. If she wants to do it in her sneakers and be on a stage and drink wine and swear. Great. What yeah, a, yes. like, great. There's a flavor yes. for everybody, but we're all rising together. Absolutely. <sighs> Absolutely. I think that it comes from a place of, which P.S., it's never the guys mm. that would give us a hard time for this. No. It would never like any of the men that we know in this space are like, make all the money. Mm-hmm. Like, do all the things. Why are you flying on Southwest? Why like <laughs> all the guys I know are like, what are you doing? It's the women that um, it's like when when you don't know something or you don't understand something or something is outside of your normal, there is this need in media or on social to like correct. Like you're it, it, this even happens in our own, like for for listeners who their cousin, you know, cousin April's going to say something about you training for a marathon or the way you raise your kids. Or it's like, if she does it different than I do, that that somehow makes me wrong. Mm. And it's like, man, we're all, most of the people I know are just doing their best. Mm. They are just Mm -hmm. trying their best. Every mama, you know, most of the mamas, you know, they're just trying their best Mm. and you picking them apart. Are you breastfeeding? Are you bottle feeding? Are you doing this? What's your bed? Like we're all trying. Mm. And there is this, there's this like, I feel like it's like a human desire to, if, if I pick her apart, that somehow makes me safer. Mm. I can like make sure that my life stays inside these rules and these lanes, then I'm okay. But if, if you're doing okay outside what I know, that might challenge me. That mm. might, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if, I'm a working mom mm-hmm. and you're a stay-at-home mom. That doesn't take away from the incredible gift that you're giving your family and your children and future generations because you've made that choice. Mm-hmm. We can both do our things. We can both do them well. It, I don't have to be wrong in order for you to be right. Mm. I so I so get that because I'm just going to out myself like once in a while, especially when you're in that place of like, poor me or whatever, whatever, you know, the place that usually happens mm-hmm. before my morning coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you pick up Instagram, I'm like, well, look at that. Yeah. Whatever. And I'm like being critical because it feels like self protection. I don't know if it's because I saw it, uh, you know, or if it's because someone's, you know, we can make a story for everything. So I look totally. at it and I'm like, okay celebrate yeah. find something to celebrate in this woman right now <laughs> yes yeah it's freedom for me because criticism yeah. is actually personal prison yeah well the so the 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 two things for me when i'm consuming media is i if i find myself over and over there's actually a big influencer today that I love her. And also she's a little too negative for me. Mm. I think she's so important. I think she's so wise. A lot of times when something's going on politically, I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know that was happening. I had to understand the story more. So I kept following her because I really wanted that wisdom. Cause I think she's very wise about a lot of things, but I just, I'm like, every day can't be this hard mm. every day in her feed. It's like, 
The world is ending. <laughs> it's all, and, and there are mm-hmm. so many hard, I'm, I, there are, there's so many hard things. And it's, but for me personally, I don't want to consume that. I mm-hmm. know it's there and I know that it's happening, but I can't every day, chicken little, the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. And so today I was like, today's the day I got to stop following this person, even though she's a massive influencer and she's very important. I was like, we're done. Uh, because I have to, de- you have to decide, is it, is it safe? Is it, is it the kind of person I want to be to con- consume this kind of media? Mm. And if the answer is no, just unfollow, it'll be okay. You can mm. just unfollow that person. If the answer is yes, yes, this is safe for me to consume. Yes, this is a good person. But the, the negativity that I have is in my own heart and my own head. Then my rule is, And this is not... I didn't make this up. I heard someone else say this. She said, every single time I see another woman and I have a negative thing to say that's rooted in jealousy Mm. or insecurity, she said, I immediately stop and I make myself pray for more blessings for that woman. You're like, whatever, right? Like whatever it is that you are... You're like, like, you know, that gut and you're like... (laughs) 400,000 more Instagram followers, some stupid thing, but you get caught in this, like that, that really matters. And I make myself stop. And I'm like, Lord, I just, I pray that you will double her following. Bless her with 400,000 more. Yes. Yes. Give her, give her a bigger platform. Let her Mm. voice be heard more widely. And it's so hard because you're Mm. like, I'm like bitter praying it, like give her, but it also, that is my, that's who I want to be in my heart. And sometimes I got to make my head practice who I want to be in my heart to try and make that stick. Rachel, I am so incredibly grateful for your time. Like overwhelm, I feel overwhelmingly blessed today. And it's because of how you showed up in just massive authenticity and just you right now in all of it. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing because I think that we're all just taking notes and it's giving us so much permission. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to talk to your tribe and that you would trust me with your platform and just the chance to like chat with you and be friends. So thank you so much. Oh my God. This was a true blessing for me. And I always end on one last question. But first, I just want people who don't have your book or the people who need two of your books or three of your books. (laughs) um, Where can we find you, follow you, get your book? Yes. So the book, uh, the, the book that everyone is giving attention to right now is called <laughs> Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's available everywhere books are sold. Uh, for this crowd, it might be most interesting to check it out on audio because I narrate the book. Mm. So if you want someone to like preach at you and coach you for a few hours, that is what you'll get. Uh, and uh, my favorite social platform is Instagram. And that's Ms. Rachel Hollis. Mm, so good. And I always end on one last question. And that is, if you're in an elevator with someone, yep, totally cliche, but you, you're going to love it. You're in an elevator with someone and it's only like a 30 second ride and it's a total stranger. And they look over at you and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? How can I make myself happy in 30 seconds? I know we already said this, but the best answer that I know is to live life for yourself Mm. and to not let other people's opinions dictate who you'll become. Mm. The closer that you get to who you are in your heart is the closer that you get to happiness. Mm. Amen, sister. 
So good. So grateful for you. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. 
then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.